Hello everyone, welcome back to If These Hills Could Talk. I'm your old buddy Tennessee Brando. Great to be back with you. Yes, you are getting two episodes in one week uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, I discovered how to make these now from my phone. So it is so much easier. I can actually just sit here like I'm talking to you on the phone and record the podcast. I don't have to bust out all my recording equipment and set it up in my kitchen. Uh, to pull it off. So that makes things a lot easier. And another reason is, it's one of the biggest news stories of our lifetime broke this week when Donald Trump's home in Florida uh, got raided by the FBI. And so I just had to chime in. I couldn't wait another week to not chime in and talk about that subject. But before I get down to that, uh, the meat and potatoes of that subject, um, I do want to remind you guys of a few things. Uh, I am on Patreon and I've been gaining uh, quite a few uh, patrons on there. I really appreciate y'all so much for that. If you'll go to patreon.com slash Tennessee or TN Brando, patreon.com slash TN Brando, uh, you can uh, check out my content on there for just five bucks a month. I've only got one tier. Now, some people do three tiers or however many you can do. I'm not sure, but I know some people do like a $5 tier, a $10 tier, and a $20 tier. Uh, the thing about it is for me, I just realized that there wasn't that drastic of a difference between the three tiers. For example, you know, in the first tier, people will get a newsletter and they'll get, you know, uh, access to singles and stuff like that. You go up a notch and then it's they get access to an album and you go up a notch, they get access to other stuff. Well, you know, I'm, it may be another year or so before I ever put out another album and someone's paying 10 or 20 bucks a month for that one feature that they're probably not even going to get. And with times being as tough as they are and uh, everyone's, you know, struggling with the prices of everything these days. Uh, you know, I, I didn't feel right asking someone for 10 or 20 bucks. So for five bucks a month, you can subscribe to me on Patreon. Uh, go check that out at patreon.com uh, slash TN Brando and uh, become a patron. There's a lot. I've been putting a lot of uh, stuff on there that's no, nowhere else available. Uh, just a lot of exclusive stuff. Uh, I'm going to be putting bonus uh, content from the podcast. Uh, there's a lot of stories behind the songs. Um, you know, just just a lot of random content on there, but it's stuff that I don't post anywhere else. So if you want to subscribe to that, uh, feel free to do so uh, at patreon.com slash TNBrando. I also want to remind you of my merch store, which is uh, tnbrando.threadless.com. And the easiest way to find all of this stuff is, I'm sure most of you listen to this, uh, follow me on TikTok. And so if you'll go to my TikTok page and click on my bio, there's a link in the bio called Linktree. If you hit on Linktree, it will take you to everything you need to know about me. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Patreon, and the merch store. Uh, they're all there. So just go to the, t the TikTok page, go to my profile, hit the Linktree, and you'll be in there to anything you want to find uh, to do with me. So uh wanted to go ahead and say that. And also, uh, man, thank you guys so much. The podcast, I was really surprised at the listeners that, that came back to listen to Monday's episode. I believe it's when I put it out. Um, and I was really, uh, really appreciative of the uh, response to that episode. And just, you know, wherever you're listening to these uh, podcasts at, if you could uh, give it a like or a review, give it a star rating, uh, I hear that helps it get it out into the uh, algorithm more. And so um, thank you guys for doing that. You've, you've definitely done, I mean, I've not, this is something I've not, po I've not posted a lot about um, as much as, you know, I probably should. Uh, and it's grew organically and I'm very uh, grateful to you guys for that. Uh, here lately, I, I have started to finally develop a following on Twitter. Um, and I'm starting to share more about the podcast and talk more about it there. So maybe that'll pick up some traffic for us too. Um, it's funny because, you know, I, I was on Twitter for God, 10 years or more. 
And uh, then, you know, uh, when I found out Elon Musk was going to buy it, I realized he was going to try to turn it into a dumpster fire uh, that him and Joe Rogan can sit around and jerk off at. And I was like, I don't want nothing to do with this shit. So I actually just deactivated my account. And then when I tried to get back in it, I couldn't remember the right password and I couldn't remember the email because it's been so long ago since I made it. I could not get back in it. So I created a new one. And then when I became a contributor on Midas Touch and they tagged me, it sparked. And now I'm up over 1,600 followers. In the 10 years that I was on Twitter, I only had like maybe 400 followers. And I couldn't I couldn't get anyone to respond to anything I said. I, I got to where I, I would just go to Trump's stuff back then and just cuss him to see if they would block me. And they wouldn't. So... Anyway, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, too. And like I said, that's all in the link tree on my TikTok page. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, you know, the feds have raided uh, Mar-a-Lago in Florida. And I said it was the biggest news story of our lifetime. And that may be a stretch. But, folks, in, in the words of Donald Trump, this is a huge um, story. Because a former president's home was raided by the FBI. We've never seen nothing like this in our lifetime. And the minute that I heard the news, I went to TikTok to predict what I thought would happen. And I I, I said, uh, what's about to happen next is these people are going to say that, you know, the search warrant was unconstitutional. They will say the FBI planted evidence. They'll say it's all fake news. It's all a hoax. Why didn't they investigate Hillary? Why didn't they prosecute Hunter Biden's laptop? Uh, we knew, I knew all of those things was coming and then there it came, just like I called it, just like anybody that's paying attention could have said, I'm sure you guys were saying the same thing. This is what's going to happen. And that's exactly what they did. Um, and you know, then of course the one that I didn't think of, but I should have and felt stupid that I didn't, uh, of course now they want to defund the FBI. Uh, they don't back the blue and they don't think you should comply if you're a former president who took documents that you weren't supposed to take from the White House. Uh, apparently, that, that only applies to Breonna Taylor and no-knock warrants that ends up causing a young woman to lose her life. In that case, I guess she's supposed to comply, but not Donald Trump. Um, you know, there's so much news about this and st- so much stuff still breaking as I'm making this uh, podcast that uh, you know I don't want to get too far in the weeds on some of it because, there, like I said, there's a whole lot of new stuff that are that I've heard talk about, and I don't want to necessarily start talking about things that I haven't really uh, read and studied a little bit myself. But I have heard, uh, you know, every, every kind of rumor under the sun that you know these documents were, uh, were included, uh, you know, nuclear uh, weapons. Uh, that's that's some serious, scary ass shit that that stuff would have been in his hands. Um, you know, and we're going to find out, you know, as, as, as to what comes of this, you know, I've always said that he's Teflon Don, nothing sticks to him. He never pays. He never, he's never held accountable for anything. This is the closest we've seen to him being held accountable. And I don't know what's going to become of it. Um, you know, calling it the biggest news story of our lifetime. I'm sure there's going to be people on my side of the fence. that's going to say, well, it's really not because nothing's ever going to happen to him. And people on the other side of the fence, of course, are saying that this is all, a hoax and it's all, um, you know, just, just a witch hunt. Um, but you know, I've thought more and more lately, and I know I've talked about it on here before, but I've talked about the control and thought a lot about the control that Trump has got over these people's mind that they can't even so much as entertain the idea that he might be wrong about something. Um, you know, I'm of the belief that if, you know, I know for a fact that every politician I've ever voted for in my life, I don't care who they were, 
uh, I don't care what branch of office they served in, whoever I voted for, there's a really good chance they did something crooked behind closed doors. And if someone said to me, hey, <clears throat> we have probable cause that this person broke the law, that this person did something they weren't supposed to do, I would have no problem with saying, okay, if there's a probable cause, investigate it. And if, if, if warranted, indict them, take them to court, try them, and if they're found guilty, persecute them to the, prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. You know, I could say that about anybody. Um, you know, yes, there are presidents who I liked better than others, but I never felt like those presidents were above the law. You know, um, it's really hard for me to say who my favorite president is. Um, I think strictly on temperament and, um, and I don't know the word I'm looking for here, but personality and temperament and just good human being, it would have to be Barack Obama. Um, Bill Clinton was president when I was in high school, and I ain't going to lie, I love Bill Clinton. Um, there's been all kinds of stuff that, that, have been, that the Clintons have been accused of, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that those things are impossible, that that could never happen, because, you know, that's cult-like mentality. What I can tell you is that Hillary Clinton testified for over 11 hours, and they still found, found nothing. So, you know, Hillary at least at least sat there and answered the tough questions. Um, and Trump, you know, so far has, uh, has pled the fifth after saying that, you know, only the mob pleads the fifth. If you'll notice anything that Donald Trump, anything that he accuses um, people of doing, it's things he's doing. It, it, it's, it's always that way. And, um, you know, the one thing about people on our side of the fence is we're the type of people that, hey, yeah, if there's a probable cause, uh, investigate it. You know, indict this person. Take them to court. Do, do it upright. If they're found guilty, you know, lock them away. Well, I have no problem with that. But these people can't even entertain the idea that Donald Trump might, that there might even be a probable cause because they've been told that any probable cause is fake news. And I've said from the beginning, this is one of the most... This is an argument we're never going to win with these people. You can't. You can't win an argument with someone who has made up their mind that every possible thing, you know, every possible thing that comes out against this man is, is fake because there's been so many moments since Trump became president that I went, aha, there we go. That should do it. That should make you turn on him. And they double down harder. They double down harder and they want to back him even more than ever. And... It's honestly fascinating to me, folks. I have to admit, the fact that this guy could control people the way that he does and keep them under his wing. And a guy that 30 years ago, 25 years ago in the South and in Appalachia, Donald Trump was not one of us. If you ask anybody around here back then, he was just a con artist businessman from the Northeast. Uh, he was a douchebag. I've actually talked to hardcore redneck dudes it's like yeah i never liked the guy he was a he was a re he was a piece of shit he was but but you know he pisses off liberals you know he speaks his mind uh and that's what it boils down to you know th this is not a guy that they would have got behind and supported because he's he's nothing like them the reason they get behind him and support him is because he empowers their hatred he fuels their fears and he fuels their ignorance and he makes their their ignorance feel smart you know, um, he, he has a way of making them feel, you know, if you look at a Trump supporter and just lay out the facts, they're going to look right back at you and go, oh, no, you need to take a deeper look at that. You need to look at that different. You need, because trust me, Trump said this. 
The fact that you can't even entertain the idea that this man might be guilty of something should scare you to death. That, that right there should be eye-opening enough. If, if I caught myself defending someone to that degree, you know, and I've, I've known people over the years that have defended their spouses or defended their boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, where you're saying, hey, that guy right there, he's cheating on you at every chance. That girl right there, she's cheating on you with your best friend. Pay attention. And I've, I've met people that's like, you know, no, you know, I, I don't believe it. They would never turn on me. But when those people were presented with the evidence or they walked in and found it going on, they went, well, I'd be damned. They got me. They conned me. Oh, shit. But I really believe these people could walk in and see Trump fucking their wife and they'd be fine with it. Or they would find, or he would find a way to tell them that what they just saw wasn't real, that it was all a liberal hoax to try to make him look bad. I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I know, and it's got to the point now that I don't ever feel like we're going to have the gotcha moment. I don't ever feel like it's going to be like, oh, we got him now. The only thing we can hope for is that, really in all trueness, the only thing we can hope for is that Republicans uh, see what damage he's doing to their party because he's really destroyed the Republican Party. The Republican Party of our grandfathers is non-existent now. There's, there's a few people trying to hang on to the concept and hang on to the idea. But Trump hijacked their party and took it so far into fascism that they're going to have a really hard time recovering. And the only hope they would have is that, the only hope we would have, I mean, would be that they throw him under the bus. That they finally uh, say, okay, enough's enough of this. Uh, I saw Mitch McConnell, and everybody knows how I feel about that asshole, but I saw uh, Mitch McConnell saying that President Trump hadn't got away with anything yet and that he was still accountable for everything he ever did. Now, I don't have any faith in McConnell because if Trump becomes the nominee, McConnell will get right behind him. That's the kind of sleazeball that he is. But if people like McConnell looks over and sees another person they feel can win and they don't need Trump anymore, then there's a chance that they might throw him under the bus and then there's that chance that this whole thing may end. It definitely feels like the wheels are coming off. I mean, I've never seen it in more jeopardy, but I still, until he is completely out of the political theater, until, you know, he's stripped of his right to ever run for presidency again, I don't discount him because there are people out there still pulling for him. And like I said, they're pulling for a man who they have nothing in common with. I said on a TikTok video as a joke, but it's actually kind of true. I said, you know, if Donald Trump was Hank Williams Jr., you know, if he was Hank Williams Jr. who had run for president, let's say that everything Trump done, Hank Jr. had did it. Well, Hank Jr. is kind of an icon down south, you know. Uh, we all grew up on Hank Williams Jr., and I, I'm, I'm going to say this right now, and I don't, uh, you know, I, I mean it uh, uh, sincerely. There's a whole lot of people who, when they find out that Steve Earle's a liberal, won't listen to Steve Earle anymore. And there's people when they find out, you know, guys like Jason Isbell and drive-by truckers are liberals, like, oh, we're not listening to their music anymore. I can say this, um, no, I'm not going to go out and buy Hank Jr.'s album, The Red, White, and Pink Slip Blues, and, you know, all that political stuff that he made. I'm not going to listen to that. But Hank Williams Jr., from, like, 1975 to about 1990, made the, some of the greatest country music albums I've ever heard in my life. Uh, Whiskey Bent and Hellbound, The Pressure Is On, High Notes, Rowdy. Uh, good Lord. Uh, th I mean, th th that's some of the most classic country albums that I've ever heard. Um and he is, he, he's a big deal down here. So if someone like him had did this and created this platform and instead of having, you know, Trumpism, we had Hankism, <laughs> then I could, I could at least kind of see it a little bit more because, okay, he's, he's, he's one of us and 
He wrote the soundtrack to a lot of our lives, and we all grew up and learned how to drink listening to his music okay. But we're talking about a guy who is the elite. We're talking about a guy who is the lifestyles of the rich and famous, and he's everything that our granddaddies would have slapped us in the mouth for being. He's, uh, if, you, if you had have walked into your grandfather's house, how many of you out there that, I mean, that might be listening to this that might still support Trump in some way, do you think you would have got away with bragging about grabbing pussy in front of your papa? Do you think Papa would let you say that? Do you think that, that Papa would let you talk about people the way that, that, that Trump did? Uh, I, I doubt it very seriously. He's everything that we've ever stood against. He wouldn't wipe his nose on your Sunday best. And for all these people that went down there you know, and, and protested in front of Mar-a-Lago, gets out there and protests in front of it like, oh, look at us, everybody. You know, We're going to go down here and protest in front of that. Trust me, he won't let you in. Uh, you're not going to come in. You're not going to sit down and eat with him. He's not going to have you around because uh, I believe with all my heart, at, at, in the bottom of Trump's heart, he hates poor people. And the first thing that I thought of when I saw that his followers had went there and was protesting outside of his house, I thought, okay, here we go again. You know, um, we're going to have another January 6th kind of moment. And that's really one of the things that does have me concerned. Uh, i I was, I was traveling a lot yesterday. I started a new day job. I work 10 hours a day uh, now, 10-hour uh, shifts. And then I played a show at, last night. So I was, I, was, I was really, you know, out of sorts and out of pocket. And I wasn't really getting uh, my information as, as much as I would like to. But I heard the story of the guy that uh, shot into the FBI office in Cincinnati. This is getting to be some scary shit, folks. If these people are to this point that they're going to start taking shots at people, uh, then we have domestic terrorism on our hands and there's no way we can deny that. Um, and you know, our military is supposed to defend us against or protect us against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. Um, you know, I don't want to see a, a civil war happen in this country. I don't want to see it get led to that. I just want to see people held accountable and I'll go ahead and say this. I don't care uh, go ahead, uh, you know, let him, let him investigate uh, Hunter Biden. Uh, if he's found guilty, you know, fine, uh, let, let lock him up. I don't give a shit because I'm not, I'm not a Biden supporter to the point that I believe he's bulletproof and that I believe that there's no way in hell he could ever do anything wrong. No, if he did wrong, investigate him, indict him, bring him up, you know, find him guilty by a jury of his peers and, and prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law, and I won't have a problem with it. You know, I can honestly say that. Um, but, you know, that, that, that's, this is where we're at now in the country with people that are going to be out there literally trying to um, take this thing to the ne next step, you know, the next level. Um, they actually have this sick, wet dream about a civil war. I don't want to see that shit happen. You know, I think what needs to happen more than anything is, and I don't know if we'll ever be able to reach into the Trump supporters. Their minds, to me, seem to be completely broken, but... If, if we could reach out to people who still, you know, are, are reasonable people in some way, then I think we need to start talking about the things we have in common. We need to start talking about the things we both want out of life. Um, if we start with the extremes of things, I think we're always going to get tripped up. We're never going to get back to a middle ground. Um, if I sat down tomorrow with a Trump supporter, I would try to find a way to start on common ground and move outward. Because the Trump supporter is going to believe that anything against Donald Trump is a lie. And I'm going to believe that it's not. But at the same time, um, you know, 
when you are doubting our institutions, when you're getting to the point where everything, that conspiracy theory mindset is a dangerous uh, mindset to live in when you get to that point. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. There are some conspiracy theories that I have uh, studied and that I've read into and that I've took a look at. And yeah, there very well could have been somebody on the grassy knoll, you know. Um, but I didn't take it a step further. Uh, and, and, and I don't spend my every walking moment trying to harass the Kennedy family and tell them that it was all bullshit. You know, when I see the replays and the footage of 9-11, I'm always going to have questions about 9-11. Uh, but I have never uh, one time thought, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call up the victims' families and give them shit about it, tell them it was all a hoax, tell them it was all phony, tell them it was all bullshit. You know, that's what these people are doing. I mean, you got people like Alex Jones out there encouraging his listeners to do that. And while Donald Trump is being investigated for all of this shit, and while they're looking into him, he's still out there stirring the pot as they're doing it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. If I were to snatch uh, a purse in a shopping mall from some little old lady, and let's say I made it all the way out of the building with it, and I got halfway across the parking lot, looked up, saw the police coming, so I threw the purse as far from me as possible. Well, you know, I would get charged and arrested for, for stealing that woman's purse. Uh, and, you know, but Trump could do the exact same thing. He could swap a purse, and people would say, well, I know, but... We don't know for sure what his intentions were. We don't know if he really meant to do that. Uh, actually, he just grabbed it and ran, and he didn't get anything out of it. He actually threw it before the cops had a chance to show up. Uh, and he's welcome at every shopping mall in America. You know, he's allowed to visit anywhere he wants. That's that's how crazy this all seems to me, and it should be that, that crazy to any rational, rational person. Sorry. I'm still bouncing back from my COVID, and I've still got a, a scratchy throat. Uh, I've been out of quarantine since since Sunday, Monday, but I'm still, still have the itchy throat. So I had to get a bottle of water before I started this thing. But, you know, we don't know what's going to come of this. Uh, it's definitely the biggest news story, uh, that that's broken in a long time. Uh, and it's really huge when you really stop and think about what it is and what it means. But, um, you know, I've said it so many times, I don't want to get repetitive, but if you're looking for consistency amongst the Trump supporters, you're not going to find it. Uh, now they want to defund the police. They don't back the blue now. Um, basically what they want is they want to, they want to support and embrace the status quo. They want things their way. They want everybody living under their thumb and under their rule. And that, that should scare the shit out of anybody. You know, when you look out at the political landscape and you see politicians using Christianity as a way to get on their soapbox and say, that's where our morals should come from. It's funny to me how that, you know, none of these people are actually pushing the teachings of Jesus. Uh, you don't hear Marjorie Taylor Greene saying, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Uh, you, you don't hear Marjorie Taylor Greene say that, uh, you know, we should welcome uh, the people in and that we should feed the hungry and clothe the naked and give the thirsty something to drink and visit the prisoners. When have you ever heard Lauren Boebert say anything to that nature? They have done nothing but use Christianity as a way to further drive the wedge and act like they have God on their side. I mean, Lauren Boebert gets up and will sit and actually say with a straight face that religion is supposed to be controlling the government. She will joke about being an escort in the same sentence. You know, she, she didn't deny that she was an escort. She denied she was one with Ted Cruz. She said, she said I've never been an escort for Ted Cruz. Not, I've never been an escort at all. And here's the thing, get this. 
If Lauren Bobert's an escort or was an escort, I don't give a shit. I don't care. That that that's her business. Free country, do whatever you want to do. I don't I don't care. But don't get up there and get on your moral high ground and preach a bunch of bullshit. Uh, uh, you know, use use Christianity as division. You know, if 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 they were trying to push Christianity on us and their version of Christianity was love and acceptance and not judging people and working together for the greater good of the country, then I I would be like, okay, well, those people aren't bothering anyone. But they're using Christianity in the exact opposite name, in the exact opposite way. And before I go, one more thing I want to touch on very quickly is uh, Beto O'Rourke, uh, who my dad absolutely loves. And uh, and I've, I've kind of been back and forth on Beto, but uh, recently when he was at a, at a meet, like a little town hall thing it looked like, and he was talking and somebody he was describing the gun violence and somebody laughed and he turned around and said it might be funny to you motherfucker but it's not funny to me uh that is the kind of energy that liberals need to keep regardless of what you think of beto regardless of whether you agree with all of his stances that's the kind of energy that democrats need going forward that liberals need going forward uh they don't have a moral high ground to stand on they're using christianity as a wedge they're using christianity as a as a platform to empower their hatred empower their uh homophobia their their xenophobia everything that's what they're using christianity for so uh i don't have a problem with a candidate using the word motherfucker you know there was a time uh back in the day when john Kerry, remember when he said uh i can't believe bush fucked things up this bad oh you had every minister around here going is that the kind of man you want in the white house that kind of moral you want your kids hearing that kind of talk well once you had to grab them by the pussy and all this then uh your chance or opportunity to get on any kind of moral high ground is kind of out the window now uh but we need beto's energy man we need to keep that energy and stay focused and keep our eye on the ball get out there and vote encourage people to vote and show people, just continue to point to the evidence. Continue to point to the cold, hard facts of it. You know, you might not win over everybody, but there's always going to be somebody kind of on the fence. If you picture family dinner, if you picture sitting around at Mamaw's eating dinner, you got all your cousins, it's the far right-wingers, it's all in the MAGA cult, and they all believe it. But you got that one cousin that just kind of sits over there, and he's kind of quiet, and he just goes, yeah, and uh-huh, whatever. He's probably sitting there thinking about shit a lot more than you realize, and that's why that we should speak up. We're never going to win necessarily over the hardcore people, but the people that are sitting there that, are, that, are, that have a voice of reason inside them can be reasoned with still. I believe that. So I think that it's good to continue to talk. Uh, definitely vote, but don't just vote. Get out here and talk to people. Let people know what's going on. Continue to, to show it and continue to point out the kind of people we are, that we're not opposed to our politicians. We hire politicians to do a job for us, and if, they, if we feel they don't do the job, we vote them out. That's our way of thinking. We don't get behind these people and fly flags and put their face on T-shirts and their head on Rambo's body and worship them. That's not what it is. And, and, it, and it shouldn't be. If, if you think that Donald Trump has the answer to all your problems, then all he's doing is just making you feel a little better about yourself at the moment. But you, you have to get involved in, in politics, get involved on the local level, uh, get out there and realize that there's a whole lot more going on this is just like the talking piece. This is like the centerpiece that we're all talking about. But there's so much stuff happening that we need to be taking a look at and uh, looking into. And we need to keep that energy going forward. You know, Michelle Obama, I loved her as a first lady. I, uh, she's definitely my favorite first lady of my lifetime. Uh, and, man, um, you know, when she said, when they go low, we go high. Well, when she first said that, I, I thought it was admirable. I thought it was a very admirable statement. But... You know, if I could say anything to Michelle Obama today, it would be, listen, 
they have went so low now that the only way we're ever going to do anything is we're going to have to get down in the mud and we're going to fight dirty now. You know, we're in there with an absolute scrapper, an absolute bully, and we're going to have to get in there and no, motherfucker, this ain't funny no more. That's, that's what we have to say to these people. No, motherfucker, it's not funny. So, again, thank you guys so much for listening uh, to If These Hills Could Talk. I really appreciate y'all supporting me and uh, everything that I do. Uh, go to my TikTok, check out my link tree, uh, find me on Patreon, the merch store, all that good stuff. And, um, again, just, just thanks, thanks for your support. Let me know what content you would like to see on Patreon or what subjects you would like to hear here on the podcast. And also, uh, I am uh, in the works of uh, getting my guests lined up, ready to go. So you're going to hear me sitting here talking to people. But until I get that in concrete and get, the, get them rolling in, I can just turn on my phone now. I may even make one while I'm trying to drive to a gig. You know, just come on and say hi to y'all and, and, uh, and see how your week's going. I hope everyone uh, has a great weekend and a great week next week. Uh, keep uh, doing what you do. And remember... This ain't funny to us anymore, motherfuckers. We're in this to win it. So uh, until next time, I'm Tennessee Brando. This has been If These Hills Could Talk. Y'all take care of yourself.